Welcome to Design Hacks for DIYers. I'm your host, Jackie Norton, creator of DIY Design My Biz. And I'm here to help you take on making your own business graphics. Why? Because I believe that all businesses deserve to look amazing, attract their dream client, and to communicate their value, even if they don't have the budget for a great designer just yet. I've been working with incredible businesses for years as their trusted graphic designer, but now it's time to flip the tables. I want to share with you my pro design hacks so that you can confidently build your own beautiful visual brand and graphics. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Design Hacks for DIYs. I'm so excited to be with you again today. I actually have a very, very special episode because it's actually International Women's Day today, the day I'm filming, which is the 8th of March, so the day before you are listening to this podcast. And um, I have a special guest with me. Um, I've had a guest once or twice on this podcast before, but this one is very, very special because it is my mother. Um, Now, she's a little bit nervous for this podcast, so make sure you be kind to her. Um, But yeah, she's a legend and a big inspiration to me. Um, so hi, mum. Hi there, Jackie. <laughs> um, so my mum's name is Sharon and um, she, um, I, I've been thinking about it recently because as you know, I am, I run my own business um, and I enjoy that kind of thing and I love um, inspiring people and I love doing all this kind of stuff um, and I feel like I do okay at it. Um, but I think a lot of that reason is because of my mum, because um, she actually was quite a a wonderfully driven and inspiring person in her own right. Um, and, um, and I think that, that, that she modeled a lot to me of what it looks like to be a woman in the business field, what it looks like to be a woman who can stand her ground, um, and that can make a difference, I guess. Um, and so I I wanted to, I guess, chat to her a little bit today about her experiences and what it was like and any advice that she might have to us, um, younger women, or if you're older than her as well, listening, um, yeah, so it should be really should be really good. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to have you, Mum. Thank you, Jackie. So I guess my first question is, I guess I guess we should probably set the scene. You um, you're a re- I guess mostly retired now, but you used to um, be the partner at a major accounting firm in Central Victoria, um, and that was a pretty big deal. You're telling me that um, you were the only f- that you're aware of female partner in a, an accounting firm in, in the region. Back, that was in the early 2000s, so back then there weren't many females represented at the board table in the, the accounting field. Yeah. Um, and uh, over the years, probably in the recently five years, there's been a lot more females start to come around the table in the, um, public accounting in particular, which is really exciting to see, to be yeah. able to get a balance of perspectives and a female view on a lot of things, which is obviously very different to males. Yeah. Um, so... Um, being able to represent the female side of um, opinion mm. around the table and give different views is um, quite exciting. Yeah, and it's cool that you were able to, I guess you're one of the forerunners in that, I guess in this area of um, like hopefully lots of other accounting firms looked at being like, oh, they're not doing so bad with a female on the, <laughs> on, on the top there. Maybe that's something we should consider as well. Yeah, who would know? Yeah. Um, and you've done a little bit of work with trying to help other women in the accounting field to gain a little bit of confidence or, I guess, inspire them to step up in their in their industry. Um, oh, within, what made you want to do that? Within this region, um, I saw a lack of support for females supporting females. Mm. So we've been um, we've got a Facebook group in our region with 180 females that are in mm. connected in relation to 
working within the finance industry. So that can come from um, being a qualified accountant or a bookkeeper um, or somebody that's um, just working with figures that would like to um, – a lot of it's about self-improvement and confidence. So yep. we try and run um, sessions um, more to do with self, self-development self yeah. and give um, females accountants. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not about building accounting skills, but it's about building those personal skills that can really give them confidence in their in their work and encourage them. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's all very exciting. And there's um, a couple of ladies that um, have been coming along for a few years and they've just been made partner. Oh, wow. I don't... I don't in, you don't want to take credit for that no, so much. But we don't take any credit for that because they've got great role models in their own business yeah. um, of, of a couple of females. So that's really exciting to hear. Yeah, that's so good. Mm. You're mentioning before, when we we're talking before the podcast, you think it's really important. Like, what, what do you think, I guess, is really important for a woman in business to how, – how can they grow? How can they um, learn to step up? Like, what, what, is, what, what, do you, what steps do you think someone should take? I think it's very important for women to seek mentors in the role that they want to um, reach for. Um, There are a lot of females that are willing to help um, other females grow in their their self-development and Mm. in their industry. But females don't feel as though they can just go and ask for that help. Um, Back many, many years ago, I I went to a seminar in Melbourne and um, listened to a speaker. He was a male which is irrelevant in this example, but he, he was e- exceptional in the field that he was working and I knew I needed support in that field. Mm. Um, so after I come, came back home a few days later, I rang him. Um, he was actually a partner in a large accounting firm in Melbourne, which I was shaking at my knees, <laughs> didn't know how to approach it. He could say no, didn't yeah. really matter. Yep. But I thought if I don't ask... Yeah. I'll never know. So I asked um, George whether he'd be my mentor yeah. um, within this field. Um, and to this day, we're, we're still good friends. Yeah, I was going to so say, we, I recognise that name. <laughs> yeah. So we used to, he's a, he's a smaller little Italian, very hard worker, very wise yeah. um, guy. Funnily enough, he was like probably 15 years younger than myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and I was actually able to support him in some things yep. um, as well as him supporting me in a lot of things. And I think um, his mentoring had an impact on my career. Yeah. Um, so you just need to get out and ask for help. Yeah. Otherwise, if you don't ask, you, you'll never know. No. And like you said, like they can say no. It's not as if – I think I think a lot of times just personally in my normal life, I struggle with asking for things because I think that someone must feel obligated to say yes. But they don't, they don't have to say yes to me. They can say no and then I can move on and ask someone else. Oh, I did forget one important thing. Um, <laughs> when I asked George if I could, if he would be interested in being my mentor, yeah. he didn't say, can I get back to you? He immediately says, I would absolutely love to and I've never been asked that question before. Wow. <laughs> so, so he cool. was actually very excited as well. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So That's so good. And you were saying that there was you would have loved for women in your, um, your firm to have asked you to mentor them yes, um, and be able to encourage them in that, but that didn't really happen for you. No, and I – yeah, so – but always there. Yeah. And um, so that's why I started up this group as well and I've got some great committee members on it yeah. um, and they're also ladies that are willing to support other females that's so in cool. the industry. So if you're someone listening and you um, have an aspiration to grow in whatever field that you're in, make sure, try to ask someone. It doesn't have to be – like a really super formal thing but just asking someone to just be a second ear and to inspire yes. you and to help you yes you can have informal or formal mentors yeah. mine was informal yeah um which meant we just caught up every few months um had a had a lunch and yeah. chatted yeah that's so cool 
And so how did you actually go about getting to where you were in the firm? Was it just was it something that you were aiming for and had been planning on for ages or did it kind of just fall in your lap? Wasn't directly um, looking for it, um, but I, I think I'm actually a driven, goal-orientated person. Mm. Do you like I, to do lists? Yeah, you sort of tick those off each day and then write the same things the next day, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, in the field that I was in, it was very male-dominated and there was a couple of junior accountants. I was the senior um, and they'd been asked to be considered to be a partner in the mm. firm. And um, I think in their wisdom, they thought, oh, we might upset Sharon if we don't ask her if she'd be interested. Oh, of course she won't be interested. She's got two young children. so she's, Hello, me. <laughs> yeah, so she's a mum, so we'll do it out of politeness. What they didn't know was that I had a very supportive husband that was um, – then went on to become a house dad and um, so we changed our work arrangements and um, I said, yes, I would love to. So that's how go. I got there. Rest is history. So they, so they actually let three partners in that year and they thought oh. they were doing two. There you go. That's cool. <laughs> and I grew up with an awesome house dad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's so cool. And, and you were saying that you think it's really helpful to have someone supporting you at home, whether it is a husband or someone else in your life that is really supportive of of, of, of your career moves? For me, that was exceptionally important. Um, if I had to come home and then cook dinner and then do all the other chores around the house, mm. I wouldn't get time to f- spend with the kids. Yeah. Um, so whereas my husband did a lot of the house cleaning and cooking, yeah. so when I got home, I was then able to read to the kids and put them <laughs> have a bath and put them to bed. I remember waiting at the front door, waiting for you to come home at <laughs> night sometimes, but sitting there with my coloring book on the ground at the door, <laughs> waiting for mum. Yeah, that's so cool. I remember I find it something interesting on a separate note is um, I actually worked at your firm for a few years while when I was in high school, just doing scanning and cleaning mugs and emptying the bins. It was riveting stuff. Um, <laughs> But what I actually really enjoyed was seeing you in your work environment. Um, you were – because especially at home, like dad did all the disciplining. Dad was dad, dad was the person and you were kind of just mum. Whereas at work, you were very much – to me, you were a different kind of person. You kind of, um, I guess, magnified certain traits at work that you didn't need to do at home. Um, of, of like – we were trying to think of the word before. I can't think of it. Of like We still haven't worked out yeah, the word. You, you were just boss-like. Like you, you knew what you were doing. You were quite confident. You were strong in what you asked people. You were strong in um, saying if you weren't happy with something and asking – calling people to, to better. Um, and I remember thinking, huh, <laughs> this is also my mum. I hadn't seen that much. And so I guess it, it was a really good experience for me to see – what you were like and that I guess a woman could be that kind of person as well. It wasn't just a man in a boss role. It was a woman could take the lead. She could run a business. She could make decisions. She could do all those things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We try to think of the word and a couple of them was determined perhaps. Yeah. Um, driven. Yeah. Um, one th- we're talking about um, h- how do you get staff to aspire to greater. Um, and one thing I tried to do with staff was um, – not give them answers to their questions. They needed to go research and do it themselves and come back to me and then I would discuss the outcomes with them Yeah, um, was one thing. And sometimes I knew I threw them in the deep end too much, uh, but that made them swim yep. and it made them um, rise perhaps a bit quicker than some others around them who weren't thrown in to yep. different challenges that were given to them. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. If you're mentoring anyone, throw them in deep end and if you're being mentored by anyone <laughs> – or you feel like you're in the deep end, don't worry. You'll be able to swim and you'll jump to the top eventually. 
<laughs> That's so good. Um, and what I guess another question is, is what did you find challenging? Like I'm sure being a, a, the only woman in the top of a, of a large business wasn't an easy thing all the time. No, and I, 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 I don't know how prevalent it is, but for example, I was one female in a boardroom with six other males, sometimes seven, um, and I felt sometimes I wasn't heard. Mm. They sort of brushed over my opinions yeah. um, and things. Whether that's the way I phrase, phrase the, um, the project or the, 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 pitch. the pitch, I don't know. Yeah. Um, to this day, I still don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, but if people struggle with that, I'd, I'd suggest talk to others in the industry mm. and just see whether you can um, find out other ways to phrase what it is you want to get across in the boardroom yeah. um, to be able to speak a language particularly of how a male will interpret the, the discussion <laughs> because sometimes they need s- straight shooting. Yeah. Um, whereas I probably fluffed around a little bit too much. Um, <laughs> but at yeah. the same time, I guess, because the boardroom was full of males, you had, you had, to, you had to talk the male language, whereas if, if it was 50-50 or, or whatnot, then mm. you could talk the way that, that you talk better and you like to communicate because you're talking to other people that might s- sit on a similar kind of viewpoint as you. Mm, mm. Yeah. Don't know. So, but yeah, feeling, feeling brushed over. And I think it, it, in, in lots of things in life, that might be how we, how we feel – um, whether or not it's true or not, mm. but hope, it prob- I feel like it might be because I feel like it's an experience of a lot of women um, feeling that that brushed over or maybe just feeling a bit looked over in their opinions and yeah. their input. You've got to be um, strong though and just have your own self-belief yeah. of yourself yeah. Um, and know that that's what you want to communicate, um, that you can get it across. You just may need to deliver it differently. Yeah. But what you have to say is valuable and worthwhile. Yeah. I think that's something I'm trying to work through at the moment in my own self is just knowing knowing that what I have to share is worth sharing and is worth either worth people paying for or worth people listening to or worth people implementing, whatever that is. Um, I think that's something a lot of women might, might struggle with is that self-belief in, in what they have to say or in what they have to offer or in their viewpoint. Yeah. 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 So I guess um, – were there any? I guess. Do you have any tips on how you st- you stayed confident throughout all of all of your all of your career? Like, did you struggle at all with that with that self belief or with that confidence? That- oh, I'm sure I did, but I was pretty stubborn. <laughs> Great, so stubbornness. That's a, yeah. something we want to remember. Don't don't let them put you down. Just continue to stand up. Yeah. Um. As well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I think that I think that's just a, it can be it doesn't have to be complicated. I think if we just keep remembering like you know how you have those mantras that you kind of replay in your mind? That might be nearly a good one of just keep going or stand up or mm. um be stubborn. Like if you really believe in something, <laughs> this goes whether it, whether it, whatever industry you're in, whether it's to do with being a minority of your in your gender or whether it's just in life, mm. just to to if you believe in something to stand up for it and to be stubborn about that and to to not worry too much. I guess I guess I worry about a lot of people worry a lot about what people think and so that stops me maybe from being stubborn from that like if some if I get a little bit of pushback I'm like it shakes my whole confidence if someone comments something bad on a post of mine or mm. um presents, presents a different viewpoint I'm like am I wrong? Am I should I even be doing this? Um I think that comes back to um not taking things personally. Yeah. Um and I think over 
uh, for those that you you are listening that are a little bit older, um, and I've found that the older you get, the less you care about what others think about I've so you. So noticed this about older women. Yeah, and um, go okay, well, just I'm over it, so I don't really care about what you think anymore. Yeah, yeah, and then just I move on. Yeah. Um, don't take it. Too, too personally, personally. Um, probably my husband's had a lot to do with that as well because he's been able to teach me that. Yeah, um, to be able to not not get offended. Yeah, um, yeah, of it and just just move on and it's yeah. their problem, not my problem. Yeah, in a lot of cases, so true. I think taking offence is something that we we off, lots of people do really naturally, but it's really it doesn't help you at all to take offence at something. No, um, it just gets us all in a in a in a huff and thinks it's all the other person's problem when mm. what is what what benefit is that bringing us to move forward in whatever we're striving towards yeah i think and this is a very very small hint but if you do get um hurt by something or by somebody mm. whatever you do don't shoot an email off <laughs> <laughs> that is such good advice whatever you do do not you, you can write the email yes. and you can say what you want yep. but don't send it yep. um and then Go have a coffee, go for a walk yep. or maybe leave it for several hours, mm. then come back to it again yep. um, and then sit down and write. It'll probably be a very different email, a bit more diplomatic, mm. no, not so emotional yes. um, and a bit more that you can communicate what you wanted to communicate to that person. Yep. So yeah, that's something I've learned. That's a very, very – have you ever accidentally sent the email or, or, or sent or an sent email to on the wrong purpose? Person? <laughs> Either of those. Oh, any, I've done everything. Oh, <laughs> you name it. No, <laughs> could not think of anything worse than that. Uh, but no, I definitely agree with the emotional email sending or the emotional text or the emotional phone call. Kind of, if I've ever like for me as a designer, I've gotten bad feedback for a design and I've just been like so hurt by it. But I've just been like, nope, I'm just gonna sit on this for a day and then reply tomorrow or reply the next day even. When, when the emotions have gone, when mm. it's, well, not gone, gone, but when everything's <laughs> simmered down a little bit and you're a bit more steady, level-headed, yes, it can make yes. a big difference. And like you said, it even makes a difference on how you can probably communicate better what you wanted anyway and get a better result for yourself as well, let alone just keeping a good um, yeah. appearance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then your, and your email usually is not an attack on them. Then it's, it's trying then to solve the issue. Yeah, yeah. It's got, it's got the bigger <laughs> picture in mind. Yes, yeah. 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 I'd like to hear some of those stories one day of the wrong emails. <laughs> Sounds very, very scary. Um, is there any other advice or anything you'd like to add to this conversation? Well, just summing up, I think um, seek a mentor that you can see yeah. there's some um, out there that you would like to strive towards. Yeah. I would nearly guarantee they've probably never been asked to be a mentor before mm. and they would love to. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be someone that's, I guess, the most successful in the field or offers themselves as a coach or something. It can no, just be no, someone just that's a tiny bit further up than you in, in your field. Yep, um, yep. Yeah, yep. that's so, so true. Don't, so don't be afraid to ask. Um, and my mantra has always been, you don't have a no until you have a no. Can you explain that? <laughs> well, if you don't ask, you don't yeah. know you've got a no. Yeah. But yep. if you if you sit back and think, oh, it's going to be a no, mm. then it will be a no yeah, because, because you've never asked. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you don't know you've got a no until so you, you have a no. no. Yep. Got yeah. it. So that's it. going down to the even to applying for for jobs and positions. I've pushed people to apply for jobs because they think they're not going to get it. Yeah. And guess what? They got it. They got it. Yeah. And that happens so, so many often. Times. That's so yeah. true. Then they have the choice yeah. of whether they're going to accept it or not. Yeah. Not driven that they didn't even try yeah and I guess it comes back to not taking things personally too that if you do get the no it's not necessarily an attack against you maybe just there was just someone better or someone different or yeah someone that yeah like it's not yeah. necessarily 
you suck. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. And like that can even apply to if you're pitching for a for a project, um, if you're or if you're pitching to a supplier, depending on what your business is like. Yes. You don't have a no until you, you have a no. Correct. That, that's my mantra. <laughs> that's so good. Well, thank you for joining me today, Mum. I think you did an amazing job. You did an amazing job leading, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you. so thank you for joining us today. Um, if you have any questions or feedback, I'd love to hear what you have to say. Feel free to comment on my social media posts about this. Um, and then maybe any advice that you have for, for women in your industry or um, for women in business or anything like that. And just remember, I guess, too, that I guess you probably didn't know, Mum, that as you had your daughter looking up to you, um, yeah, no, she's shaking her head. She had no idea that I, I, I saw what she was doing in her business um, and found that inspiring. So I guess you never know who you're um, rubbing off on as well or who you're like. The, I'm sure the amount of women in accounting that looked up to you as a partner, knowing that they could actually make take those steps to be at the top of their business as well. Um, so, yeah, keep on pushing on, making sure you, 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 you put yourself out there and don't take things personally and find a mentor and do all those good things. So thanks for joining us today and I'll see you next week for another episode. Bye. Well, you don't have to be sad. This episode is over. There is more. I would love to see you over on my Instagram at whitedeergd and we can chat, we can catch up, you can see what's going on, you can see all the different tips. Plus, if you'd like more freebies or more information or more help, just head to my website at whitedeer.com.au. See you next week.